resolution this year? Are you going to be one of the people that makes the gym really crowded during January and the first week or two of February, and then you're gone? The more I've done this podcast, I, I know more and more about the, the average user's um, steroid habits, you know, because people are talking to me about what they're doing. There's a lot of people who go to the gym for the first time on steroids, as in like they've never been to the gym before. They don't know how to do weightlifting and they don't know how to do dieting. But that first day when they walked in the gym, they were on steroids. So that's not something that I encounter with people out of the blue. It's something I, most people aren't doing it, but it is something that I encounter on a regular basis. Pretty weird because uh, just to let you guys know, the steroids manipulate what happens in response to the food you eat, what your body does with that food, and the how you recover from your training and, and how you're able to get stronger instead of just, you know, weakening yourself during your training and then your body getting back to its limit where it was before, but never surpassing that. Um, that's the mechanism of action for the steroids. Um, they don't just magically grow muscle on your body. Um, they, they do, they can cause muscle growth, um, without diet and training to a very limited degree. It's not a limit linear thing where if you're not doing your, your training right and you're not doing your diet right, then you can just take a bunch of steroids and still get super big and super strong anyways. You actually can take as many steroids as you want. And if the direct diet and training isn't um, set, then all those steroids really won't do anything. Um, beyond, and I'm saying, you know, you're not natural and it's not your first cycle. If it's your nat, if you're natural or it's your first cycle, you will see results just from using steroids without dieting or training. Uh, but after that, no. So the questions for the podcast today, uh, I took these from Instagram um, about two weeks ago. Um, I put up a bodybuilder in Thailand on Instagram. That's the Instagram that I normally use. Um, I put up a a question where people could submit questions for the podcast. Um, I'm in Asia right now for anyone who's asking. Um, so I'm going to go over some of those. Okay. So fit. Okay. Fit Matt. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say the exact names. Okay. Of the people who act or who asked them, I'll just say something, you know, say something familiar with their name. So they know who they are, but none of you guys else do. <laughs> uh, so he says, what are all of the ways to prevent prostate inflammation on gear? This is a huge one. This is a huge one that most people who use steroids experience this side effect, but they're not aware that anyone else um, is experiencing those uh, that side effect, you know, prostate inflammation, because no one talks about it. And it's also considered a side effect that it's like, well, I don't give a fuck about that uh, because you know, if you're a young guy, you've never even noticed or felt your prostate. You don't even know what it's doing in you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it basically doesn't even exist to you. Uh, you've never had a problem with it yet. But, um, you, you know, there, there will be the outlier who never has a problem with it. But most people, almost everyone who uses steroids notices things happening with their prostate. There can be a pinching feeling. There can be a swollen feeling. There can be um, 
uh, weak urine stream or a hard time getting the urine to start going, there can be a lot of different problems. Um, and it's super annoying, especially if it gets really bad and you have a really, really enlarged prostate, which usually happens from really high dose use of anabolics like steroid abuse definitely is one of the things that will cause uh, like wild hypertrophy of the prostate you know the olympic competitors that were using testosterone and d-ball back in the 1950s um used to not be able to urinate uh because they had grown their prostate so big um that there was no no way there was no you like urethra canal anymore it was just shut so they couldn't urinate they had to have a catheter inserted up their dick every time they needed to go pee um that that was to be able to compete um at the olympics that they were involved in that there was no ais yet because that's another thing is that when the estrogen gets high it sensitizes the prostate to dht dht itself doesn't really bother the prostate that much um, unless it has estrogen too. And once it's got estrogen and DHT in the prostate, that's when you've got a problem and it gets really swollen and big. Um, so uh, like one of, the, one of the indicators for should I take my AI is, you know, is my prostate normal or not? Um, and yeah, you know, if you're, th- if you're thinking about like, how can I make sure that I don't end up with a grapefruit prostate where I'm having to wake up three times every single night or more and, and, and urinate. Um, and it's like fucking my life up because that's eventually what happens with it. That's like the end stage, uh, which isn't that hard to get to if you're a normal bodybuilder. Um, and so the best things that you can do is not just doing like wild steroid abuse. So like grams of steroids, um, testosterone is a huge offender. Trenbolone can also be an offender. Um, but testosterone, probably the number one offender because it's estrogen and DHT producing. Um, and, y- you know, so guys that are running like uh, 3,000 milligrams plus testosterone per week, I mean, they're going to have huge prostates. So that's, just, that's how it goes. That uh, hormone grows that organ. Um, so so that, there's that. And then you got to take care of the estrogen. And, you know, the other ones that can really bother it are proviron and masteron. Um Proviron, Mastron, Testosterone, Trenbolone, Deanabol, because it's really estrogenic. Um, the, those, those are probably the main ones that bother people's prostates, but Testosterone, Deanabol, Mastron, Proviron are probably the most potent um, steroids in the prostate. Most people can run 25 milligrams per day um, of Proviron or 50 milligrams every other day of Mastron. Uh, without prostate problem, but when you up the doses from those, like you up it to 50 milligrams or 75 milligrams proviron or 100 milligrams or 150 milligrams um, every other day with the Mastron, then there's more of prostate irritation, um, deep cystic acne, stuff like that. Um, so so those, are, those are prostate that, that's pretty much it. And, and if your your prostate gets fucked up, um, the first thing you got to do is you got to you got to take your AI to get your estrogen under control, and then you, you got to get the testosterone levels in your system down. So if you're on cycle, you should not take any more testosterone shots uh, until it's down. If you you know need to get your prostate unswollen.
that's a that you know that's one that I I really need to go over because it's it's such a prevalent side effect among people. Um, but no one talks about. It. No one knows anyone else is having to go through that, and um, it can be really stressful um, if you're not a 21 year old dude who gets you know a little swelling in his prostate. Well, well, okay, that's you know when you're 21, that might be what you get. But when you're older, <laughs> you know you could have a really huge problem on your hands. So I think that the the prostate. Um, is one that all the more experienced guys who have used gear for like 10 years or more, they're going to tell you like, this is one to watch out for. This, this is one to really take care of. All right, let's talk. Let's get another question. Um, Arnold asks, how can you tell your gear is real? Do you trust Roid test? So Roid test is good and it works. It's made by Bill Llewellyn. And it works with Bill's review of the product. So, like, the the colors that the roid test says that it's going to come out as when you, like, test the hormone and it's going to cause a chemical reaction to produce certain colors to tell you if it's real or not. Those don't come out, even if it's legit. It usually doesn't come out exactly on the same color as they say, and it might even be closer to, like, a color for a different hormone. Um, and so it's really hard to read those, but if you send the results to Bill Llewellyn, who made the kits, he does know how to interpret it. So if you use the Roid test kit, uh, yeah, yeah, I would do it, but then I would, I would get in touch with the guy who made the kit and uh, send him an email of the pictures because I've seen colors that were way off where guys were like, okay, my shit's bunk. And then um, I was like, well, let me just, you know, check with bill he made the test so let me let me see um you know and so i'll i'd send him the pictures or something and uh then uh you know he'd come back saying oh this is a, you know an extra extreme potency version of anifar <laughs> it's not it's not it's not bunk and it's not fake or something else it's actually the wrong color because it was too potent so that's that's the thing that's the thing with those tests uh but in general, how do you feel? know if gear is real? Normally, gear will let you know if it's real or not in a week. Um, that there, I don't think that that's a hard rule, but, but that's usually, that's about the way it is. Like your first testosterone cycle within one week, you'll definitely see like a, an enhanced weight on the scale and a water balance change in your body. And you'll probably feel estrogen too. And that's how you'll know, like, oh, my testosterone is legit, because you'll start getting bloated, gaining weight, and feel estrogen side effects. So, yeah, testosterone is real. Um, you know, each hormone has its different way of feeling where you develop a feel for it if you've used it a lot, where you know what it feels like. Um, you know, growth hormone kicks in 15 minutes after the first shot. You can feel it. Um, um, like test suspension or testosterone propionate. Um, and some orals taking larger dosages can make you really hot. Um, and, and that's, that's another, uh, sign that, that is really getting really hot, um, developing like steroid flu. Uh, I mean, definitely that's a reaction to your body saying, Whoa, too many androgens and trying to heat up your whole body and, and kill it. So you get a steroid flu or testosterone flu, trend balone flu. Trend flu is usually pretty bad. It actually feels like you have the flu for sure pretty bad case of it for 10 to 14 days. A lot of people get this 
for the first week or two, every single time they start trembling again after they've, you, you know, they can have run it in the past, stopped it, and now that they run it again, and they're going to get trend flu again. Uh, it's pretty common. What else? Um, how else can you tell that, that things are, are legit? Well, well, you, you, you get... Um, it's one thing if you're on really strong stuff. So, like, if you're on trend, it's going to be impossible for you to tell, like, oh, is my Winstrol legit? Is my Anavar legit? You know, is my Primobolin legit? Because you're on something else that's way stronger than those hormones, and it's just, like, overshadowing it, covering it up. So you won't be able to notice those. Uh, so, but, but generally, when, when you, if you're not on a roid that's covering up weaker roids, um, then... Within one week, you're either bigger or there's more shape to your muscles. And um, like you can recover better when you're training. And you really notice that because before it was like, oh, okay, with these weights, you know, I can do two sets or three sets. And then I'm like fucking done, you know, and it's going to take me a long time to recover from that to be able to replicate that effort. But once the steroids are in and they're kicked in, it's, it's like, man the next time you come to the gym, it's like, I can do double the volume I could do before. And I don't get tired. I'm actually like not even tired after that. Um, the amount, so say before, you know, let's just keep say an example for three place bench press, you can do three reps and those three reps fucking kill you. They take everything out of you. Okay. Um, for one set, uh, let's say that that was that. So now let's say you had a cycle that just kicked in um, and your gear's real, about about like one to two weeks later, normally, um, you're going to go into the gym and it's going to be like, oh, well, now you can do three sets of three instead of one set of three. And you could still do more if you wanted to after you were completed with that. Whereas before, you know, once you had done just that one set of three, you were so torn up and you needed to recover that it was like the rest of the gym session was almost just a waste. So that, that's what it feels like. That's how how different it feels training when you're on steroids. Um, training on steroids is way more fun than not training on steroids because for one thing, the body will not adapt past a certain point. So you'll be making strength gains up to a certain point, and then there'll be a point that you reach like with natural where you feel like, yeah, like I'm ripping myself apart. Like I'm going to get injured if I keep doing this. And... Um, when you, so, so basically what's happening is you've reached like a ceiling and every time you do a performance of that ceiling effort that you have, that, that top effort, which like for this example was 315 for one set of three. Every time you do that, that's taking your maximum performance now for like the next five to 10 days and reducing it lower, not to where it was. And then when you finally do recover, you're only getting back to being able to do that performance again, but not being able to do more. So, so the, the steroids change the situation where, where now it is a situation of like, okay, well now you do have enough hormones in your blood to like super compensate. And instead of when you do that maximum effort going down and then just making it back up to where you were being able to perform that maximum effort, but not super compensating and being able to do something better next time, the, the the steroids is what makes that change. And that's why you see guys, you know, guys on steroids are way bigger than guys not on steroids. Um, pretty much because of that, because the body can now handle way more training. It can handle way more volume. There's no, there's no way 
a natural can compete with the kind of weightlifting for performance that um, steroid users do in the gym. Um, the amount of sets with like 80% uh, of your max that, that you know a steroid user can do um, in comparison to a natural, it's, it's not possible. Uh, so, so your natural self cannot compete with your enhanced self at weightlifting. It's not possible because the mostly because of energy store, storage the, the energy storage effects of steroids are extreme all right i don't know you know that that was kind of way off topic from how can you tell if your gear is real um zephyr asks growth hormone dose on cruise can you still grow with growth hormone on cruise yeah well so growth hormone is a really effective nutrient partitioner it really does a lot for keeping food out of where you don't want it and then making food the top priority where it goes when you eat it be athletics, muscles, stuff like that. Okay, so it makes it so that you can keep on gaining weight and that weight will be muscle on less gear. You don't have to use as much gear and when you gain weight, it will block you from gaining fat. Um, and, and, and you can still get bigger. It also increases your androgen receptors, the amount of androgen receptors that you have. So then your gear is stronger. A lower milligram amount of steroids is now more powerful because you have more receptors for that, for those steroids to, to act on once you're running growth hormone. So growth hormone is a way to make use of lower steroid doses. That's one of the effects of growth hormone. Lower steroid doses become more powerful uh, but don't get confused on that like being like oh well that means that ifbb pros only take 500 milligrams per week okay okay so so don't take what i'm saying and turn it into something ridiculous because that's not you look at their bodies that's obviously science that's obviously chemicals uh any anyone in their right mind who hadn't been talked out of their own basic instincts and logic uh, will know immediately that's drugs. And, and people do. People do know that's drugs. Except for maybe the amateur bodybuilder who's, you know, had all this shat put inside of his brain. <laughs> and now and now even though he's the bodybuilder, he's the one who, who can't can't know who's natural enough. That's another thing that I've noticed is that there are some you know, half the bodybuilders once they take the once they take the steroids they can be like, yeah, he's on steroids, he's not on steroids, he's on steroids, he's not on steroids. And the other half, it doesn't do anything for them. They're like still completely, um, you know, mesmerized uh, by fake naturals. And they'll go years and years on steroids um, talking about how, I don't know, man, I think he is natural, about some natural that they worshipped before they were on steroids who's still bigger than them years after them being on steroids um, the, the, uh, it's it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome or something. Uh, uh, like a, <laughs> they their abuser, uh, they now feel a need to please their uh, and look up to their abuser, or they have a need for their abuser, a need for him to be natural, and it's going to be very psychologically disturbing. It's going to really require rewiring of their brain to change what they're saying that this guy they think is natural. <laughs> uh, 
man, I swear, doing this, you guys, it, it's it's like a real psychology exercise. Uh, li- listening to like all the different bodybuilders, because you know what they say about the gym is like the gym is a fucking zoo. The personality is in the gym. It's not like your normal cross section of personalities. You know, you're getting like more extreme people and more weird people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so you get all this crazy steroid behavior. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, okay, Ollie asks, do I need to run caber with Superdrol? Forums say Superdrol causes prolactin gyno. That's not usual. There's, um, there is a minority of people who experience that. Just like there is a minority of people who experience estrogen effects from Anadrol, but Anadrol doesn't aromatize. And so you have to go, well, why? How? And it also doesn't even connect to the androgens receptor. So you're like, what the fuck? This is a steroid that's working outside of the mechanism of action of all the other steroids. Um, but for some people, they do have a estrogen receptor that's built slightly different and the anadrol can directly connect and stimulate estrogen effects to that uh, estrogen receptor. Um, there's not a prolactin effect from super... Uh, well, for, I'm going to say from anadrol. From anadrol, there's no prolactin effect from anadrol. It's an estrogen effect. And so if you get that, um, an AI isn't going to do anything because you're not having any aromatase activity happening here. This, this hormone can't go from uh, DHT to, to uh, estrogen, uh, which anadrol is a DHT. Um, so if you're having anadrol gyno, the the answer is Novadex because you need to block the receptor. Um, you know, stopping the conversion process isn't going to do a damn thing because there's nothing converting. There's just a hormone that you're putting in your mouth that's then going and attaching to your nipple and exerting an estrogen effect there, kind of like a selective androgen receptor modulator effect or selective estrogen receptor modulator effect in uh, certain tissues. So that, that's the thing with anadrol gyno and then superdrol gyno. Some people do seem to get a prolactin gyno from that. Um, and and it, it's not an unheard of thing. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've read it on the forums too. I don't experience it myself. I don't get any, any kind of prolactin or any kind of estrogen. No effects like that. Zero from superdrol, but I know people who do. Um, and, and, and yeah, so, so that person is going to have to, to use a little bit of cabaret if they experience that, but it's not, it's not a thing where like, the super draw is in is going to be in so hard and then so hard to get out of your system that you're you're going to need cabergolin or else you're going to get gyno. If you start getting gyno from taking super draw, all you have to do is just drop the tablets and it's out of your system in two days. Uh, really, kind of like one day, and and then you know over the next forty eight hours or so, your side effects are going to drop off. Uh, so you got to catch it early, of course. You can't just let it like be gyno and then stop. You you have to right when you notice it, you got to stop. But if you did that, there should be no gyno problems in it. Uh, you know, normally no one is going to have a gyno problem on Superdrol. But for the unlucky, if you're one of the unlucky guys who does, then you can just drop it. You know, it, it's out fast enough. You don't need to use Cabergolin or like have it on hand to use Superdrol. <laughs> and and it's rare enough too, like with with Anadrol and Superdrol, that I wouldn't go into the cycle taking precautions it would be something i would do um you, you know if it if it came up uh for you guys that are listening on the the live stream could you give it a thumbs up please <laughs> um okay the, the next question uh gabe asks what caused the change in rammy's abs over the last 10 years 
good question. So, 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 Rami, if you look at pictures of him when he won the New York Pro um, versus now in his Olympia win, he's just a mess. Like uh, his his whole body is a mess in comparison to what it looked looked like before. It looks like what happens to all the other bodybuilders that are taking too much too much drugs for too long. It, it falls apart. So one of the things is when you have your IGF one levels too high, IGF one just makes things grow. And, he, and there's not there's not really a lot of control of it, and when 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 it's in really high doses, it just makes things grow, and uh, you'll you'll notice like uh, in the earlier pictures of Rami, between his muscles there was more division or like deeper cuts, like in the abs too. The abs is a really specific spot to look at on Rami, is that the cuts were deeper in his abs before, and now the cuts are like pretty much gone so that he doesn't even like have abs anymore. It's some kind of weird looking thing. And that's because the IGF-1 was too high for too long. So that means growth hormone, that means insulin, and that means injectable IGF-1 being used um, at, you know, too high doses for too long. And then, so now you're getting hyperplasia. So new muscle cells being added on to the muscle. So it's not just the muscle and the muscle's shape getting bigger, you can now change the shape of the muscle. Um, and that muscle is adding on to itself. So you, with this kind of crazy uncontrolled growth like this, you can get uh, like, you know, growth in these abdominal muscle, uh, you know, not just on the six pack area, but between the actual blocks of abs can, can grow too now. Uh, because because it's it's you got all this IGF one and the growth has to go somewhere. Um, you see this a lot with these guys that really look like you know just totally insulin out. Is is you'll see over the years their muscles become less striated and less detailed and more overgrown, where it just becomes like one big block. They're just one big block of muscle. And, and it almost looks like styrofoam, like a big styrofoam block. It, it's, it's drug abuse and, and, and drug abuse. It destroys your, your health, your, your, the way your physique looks. It's going to kill you early. Um, this kind of extreme drug abuse of like open men's bodybuilding is absolutely not um, something to aspire to or to like look up look up to it because um you, you know it's not fun to shorten your life by 50 percent that's not something to look up to um you, you know and it's not even good looking it's pretty ugly you, you know classic physique is the best division now like really who wants to look like like those people that were up there on the open olympia stage you know and i, I didn't think i would be saying this i've always been a fan of heavyweight bodybuilding but i'm just looking with my eyes and just saying what i think and is that the open bodybuilding is disgusting now. It's disgusting because drug abuse on such an extreme scale is not pleasing. Um, no one likes that. Um, there, there are some muscle, you know, a lot of bodybuilders have muscle dysmorphia and so they, they don't like it. But if everybody could decide to bring the bodybuilding back to classic physique, you know, Chris Bumstead looked the best out of anyone at the Mr. Olympia. And... Uh, right, like Hottie Dupont is Mr. Olympia. Well, that's cool. I mean, he looked great, uh, but 
Chris Bumstead is like the Mr. Olympia that everyone wants to look like, that everyone wants to be like, um, that everybody's like, man, I wish I had his physique. You know, no, nobody's, there's not a lot of people being like, I wish I had Hardy's physique. And, and, and there, but there is some, you know, and, and that would be cool. It would be cool to be so fucking jacked, you know, you know, like that. But it, when you learn what this shit is doing to your health, when it's used in such abusive dosages required to make that kind of a human body that is completely fucking unnatural. Um, you know, when you start to learn actually about what's going on, because the normal bodybuilder mindset is that I don't want to know what's going on. I'm going to use these drugs and I'm going to use them until my goals are reached. And in the meantime, I don't want to look at any blood work or any health markers. I, I don't want to look at it and I don't want to know about it because no matter what the results are, it won't change anything. I'm doing what I'm going to do. That That's a, a common self-destructive mindset of many, many bodybuilders, probably the majority. Uh, and, and um, uh, that, that you, you know, so they, they just don't even know that the steroids are bad. You know, they, they, they might uh, start off like taking the steroids and, and be like, I'm okay. I heard this was going to kill me. And so I'm okay. You know, like, look at me now. I'm on, you know, 600 tests and 50 milligrams of menstrual per day. I'm, I'm fucking strong. I'm looking better and, and everything. Right. So, so when you first start taking it, it, it's like, you've heard all this crap. That's not true. Propaganda about like how it's like the worst heroin on earth or something, <laughs> you know, taking steroids. Uh, and then, and then you get, you start to take it and, you, and you're like, Oh, this, this is not like they said it was. Uh, and, and it's not, but if you get up to like really extreme abuse, like IFBB open abuse and you, uh, what is it doing? What is it doing inside of you? Um, you know, find out what health problems you have too on, on cycle and then, you know, see what maintaining those kind of health problems, what kind of problems they lead to. Um, I've been in the hospital a few times, you know, and, and bodybuilding has been involved in that. And once you've been there, it's the last fucking thing on earth you want to go through. It's the last thing on earth you want to go through because it's just, once you're in there, it's just like, fuck. And you just, you just wish that, that you didn't have to be in there, that you could go back and you could change something and you wouldn't have to be in there, but there's nothing you can do. You already laid your bed and now you have to go through this because you made your choices. <laughs> that's what it's like. That's what it's like. So that's why I'm saying this stuff because it's really important to know um, what's going on. Uh, doing the, I'm going in blind approach is not the way to do it all right let's uh bring up another question here from the youtube bodybuilder in thailand on the youtube or not from the youtube from the uh from the instagram bodybuilder in thailand on instagram that's where these questions are coming from um all right Let's look at let's look at this one. Typical ancillaries for women on cycle. All right, yeah, yeah. So for women, here's the thing. If you start using male hormones, you're going to have a, a like biological transition going on from female to more male like or or like from feminine to more masculine. 
that's going to be happening if you choose to take steroids, which are male hormones, as a female. It's also the same if you're a male who chooses to take that it's still feminizing you. You're becoming, your body is becoming less masculine and more feminized. That's uh, basic logic. So, so it, it, it doesn't matter how much you're using, you know, if you're taking birth control and you're a man, you're taking female hormones, a little bit, just a little bit. Well, you're still on the spectrum moving that way. You're not moving towards the manly side, okay? <laughs> Same thing with the steroids with the women, you know. Most of the women, they want to go to the gym because the main thing they're looking for is to get like a real hard body. Um, so, so like skin on their stomach where it's kind of like your forearm skin. Uh, that popular, you know, they want to they want to grow their their bottom. Um, so, so you can achieve these goals without steroids as as a woman, and you can even use PEDs to help you. But um, you know, I, if I was a woman and those were my goals, I would leave that as a last resort. Or if you wanted to be like more aggressive, something you used for a limited amount of time before contests only. And other than that, you weren't using it. Uh, but time on exposure, as far as masculinizing side effects, um, dose, time of exposure, um, type of hormone, those are probably the most significant factors when like uh, side effects are considered for females. Um, the, you, you know, thyroid hormones, which speed up your metabolism, Growth hormone, which burns fat, which partitions nutrients into muscle. Um, clenbuterol, which is a very effective thermogenic and fat burner. You know, thyroid, clenbuterol, growth hormone. This is good for a lot of women. You know, this is this is good, and uh, it, it it's it's a good way to start, especially um, if. You know, because what I've learned from, you know, helping people is is that a lot of women, their boyfriends just start giving them steroids. They don't know anything about, like the boyfriend doesn't know anything about the steroids. He just knows they help him grow muscle and they, they, they help him accomplish his gym goals. And he's like, oh, okay, well, here, you take a little bit. Because as you're going to the gym too, and, and you just take a little bit, I'll take more. It, th this happens and, and and it's it's no good man especially not when you when when you're dealing with with females because you know it's it's like very hard to reverse those effects if they don't want them um so be careful with that uh, um if you're one of the guys that are giving your girlfriend gear um you you don't want to use anything other than low-dose Anavar, low-dose Primobolin, low-dose NPP, um, low-dose Equipoise, and I'm talking less than 100 milligrams of each of each of those, and that's being aggressive. That 100 milligrams of any of those per week would be pretty high dose. Um, yeah, females don't need big dosages. And ciliaries, you know, a lot of times I, I, I ask females if they're not, uh, to start running birth control uh, because they have a hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis and it's affected when they take steroids and usually they lose their periods. 
And um, as you know, having your hormones be right is totally important and necessary for your mental well-being. Um, so if a woman has started using steroids um, and, you know, her own hormones are not right, her estrogen and progesterone are not right, um, she's not having her period anymore, um, she's generally going to feel like shit. Um, and, and you can fix this by putting them or, or if the woman is on birth control, it will fix the problem. Okay, so, so they, they can then have a situation where they still have the correct levels of female hormones instead of some fucked up levels of female hormones with male hormones. Now they have the correct female hormones plus adding the male hormones. That, that, so in, um, in conclusion, I would say that the best ancillary for women using steroids is birth control. All right, let's get another question. Um, Portpastad says, how long should I wait to start the gear? Been training for one year, but want more results. All right, so you've got to know how, like really, how, how to make uh, gains with your training and gains with your diet. Because when you get on the steroids, if you don't know those yet, it's going to boost you past one plateau and then you won't get any bigger after that. So it'll be like, you get on the steroids, they bust your plateau, and then you can't make any more gains after that. And and, and it, it feels like the only thing you can do is just, you know, fucking slam all the juice into you to, to get you to break into the plateau again. And gains aren't the way that, that you're, you're looking for. Um, I have to remind myself this question. So so he, he's been training for one year. So, so what you've got to do is you've got to know programs or how to program weightlifting routines that are going to increase your strength and, and and good they're good at that and and once you've experienced that naturally and and you're like okay like so now i know how to lift weights i know how to make progress with the weights and you're confident in your ability to make progress with the weights that's probably a, a time that you could then add in hormones uh if if you if you wanted to um before that, I wouldn't because I think they would be hurting your progress by giving you a shortcut past essential fundamentals that you're then going to have to go back to in order to keep making progress with this thing that you just added. It doesn't make sense. Um, so do, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I think a year is short, but you, you could. You could start using probably the minimum possible amount of time where you could say, you could sign off on it and be like, yeah, okay, that it, it's, a, it's a good plan. Probably one year is, is the absolute limit that a person could train and it could be a good plan to use steroids. You know, if they really knew their shit after that one year, because they were still fucking into it. Normally I don't recommend it. I, I didn't start using steroids in, until I'd been uh, seven years, seven years natural. Then, then I started using steroids. Um, all right. T split thoughts on liver King controversy. So this was, you know, we were talking about fake naturals and, you know, so yeah, I was saying like half the people 
don't want to know or something even after they're on steroids that their their natural hero or whatever was taking steroids even though they're bigger than them five years after and he's still natural but you're on steroids now but you still believe him that he's natural <laughs> this is how the thing was with liver king it was like what the fuck like when i first saw this guy it was like oh man he's on everything like he is on fucking everything a lot and and, and he's 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 a science experiment. Look at his body. Okay, that's not what natural people look like. And that's what I've been telling you guys since the beginning of the contest. When, when you guys are, are like, hey, and <laughs> okay, okay, like, like it, it's maybe some people just don't don't uh, they don't have that sense so much. But um, you, you know, when when you look at Liver King's body, there's an instinct in ninety percent of people that can say he's on drugs. You don't even have to be a weightlifter. You just look at the body and you know that's not what natural humans look like. And so you could do that with Liver King from the time that he first started coming out. And, and you could be like, okay, well, this, this guy is, his body is just full of drugs. And he has a daily regimen of filling his body up with drugs. And this is the result. I know that that's the result of doing something like that. So, uh, when this thing came out, it didn't surprise me at all. It, it, I, I mean, I didn't even blink an eye. I, I was just like, yeah. So so I guess all you guys that, that were fucking, you know, just believing another fucking liar or something, I guess that now that sucks because you have to like grieve about it or something that, you know, you trusted someone and they were lying to you. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, another thing that I've noticed with like the internet is, is Everybody who's trying to like show like, look how great my life is and, and, and look how rich I am <laughs> and uh, look how much uh, success I have and these cool um, worldly items like cars and shit that I have uh, um, and, and all these, these uh, babes who, who want to get at me. And, and, you know, they're, they're trying to create this kind of an online persona um, about how cool they are and, and, uh, and superior. These people always are out to screw you, man. Always. Just, just, just if you get on the internet a little bit and you start watching, <laughs> you notice a pattern. When everybody, whenever anybody wants to convince you of how great or cool their life is or how superior they are uh, or how cool, trendy, and hip, this person is going to, you know, the, the chances of that going along with a person who's going to try and, you know, pull some kind of dishonest, funny business, it it goes hand in hand a lot of times. Doesn't fool me. Um, man, some of these questions, uh, they, they need a, they need to, it looks like it's from Google Translate or something. Uh, Can you okay? Dylan asks, "Can you mix test E and test prop yourself like a personalized sustenance?" Yeah, you can, and a lot of people do do that. So they'll they'll take a um, an underneath dosage of long acting testosterone, like testosterone enanthate, and that will be running underneath. Uh, like that's that's there, right? So they're they're doing like uh, you could say like three hundred fifty milligrams uh, or three hundred seventy five milligrams testosterone enanthate per week, and then go 
okay, well, now I'm taking 100 milligrams propionate every day on top of that. Um, and that, I mean, that's, you would be able to get a sustenone like that. You know, you don't have to always mix in syringe, which you can do. You can mix the testy and the test prop in the same syringe, but you don't have to do that. You could also create a sustenone effect just by having that long acting uh, testosterone level, keeping a steady level from taking two enanthate shots per week and then spiking it up every day when you want, like with the test prop for, you know, like pre-workout or in the morning or whatever, because test prop gives you a lot of energy. Um, it, it's more, so test E is not really like very much a mental drug, but test prop is a very mental drug. So yeah, a lot of people like test prop. And, and just to remind you guys too, test prop that doesn't cause crazy pain and inflammation is 50 milligrams per milliliter. If it's uh, higher than that, it, it's going to be a problem. Um, okay, Joe asks, why do so many people tout low-dose cycles? Is it genetics or complete bullshit? Okay, so you want to take low-dose cycles if you can. And another thing is that once you've put on a lot of muscle, you don't have to take so much steroids in order to keep that muscle. So, like you're not gonna look the same way that you did when you were on the steroids, but you'll still keep the bulk of that muscle. So it's not gonna be like, oh, your shoulders and your delts and, 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 and you know, and your, and your traps are all just like popping up all over the place, like 3D and shit. It's not gonna look like that, but it, the person is still going to look very dense and, and very muscular. They're just not gonna look like, oh, that guy's, that's a drug body. It's gonna look a little bit more natural while being really big, uh, not so much separation. Uh, you're, you're not necessarily going to think first thing that's a drug body um, on, on like a TRT after you've done a cycle. But, you know, you can maintain if, if you're if you're like an average guy. So let's say like five foot ten, 180 centimeters, um, 100 kilograms, 220 pounds. Um, and, and you're, you're pretty damn muscular. Um, you, you know, you could probably go down to 200 or 250 milligrams testinanthate for cruise and stay on that for maybe eight weeks, uh, without losing any muscle tissue. Um, maybe even 12 or, or even a little bit, a, a little bit longer. It really depends. But the main effect is just going to be that your muscles go into hibernation mode. They're not, the actual tissue isn't going to leave. They're going to look a lot different. And, 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 but once you add the drug back in, it's like, boom, within one week, it's back to how it was before. So that's why I call it hibernation. So it's like guys who have been using steroids for a long time and they've built up a ton of muscles from being on steroids for a long time. They don't have to use as high of dosages in order to maintain what they've built. Okay. So, but if they do look really freaky for, you know, looking like they're on drugs, they do have drugs in their blood at that moment, but they don't have to use it all the time. Um, low dose, again, low dose, if you can, you want to use low dose because, you know, it's, it's less harmful. And the main thing with the steroids that you got to worry about is circulatory system, so the heart. That, that's what's killing, you know, bodybuilders. That's where bodybuilders have problems. You got to worry about the heart. Um, so the more higher doses, the, the more stress, you know, being big, having high blood pressure, having water retention, 
um, the steroids being a stimulant and making your, your heart slam harder and, and faster. Uh, there's a lot of things where the, the steroids are having an effect on the heart. And so the more you take, the more you know, problems you can have. And the, the really bad one is if the heart gets thick or if the heart itself grows into a mega, megaly, mega heart. Um, th those are both like really horrible situations where now you're fucked. Um, but the heart can atrophy. It can, if it's big, it can come down in size and left ventricular hypertrophy also can atrophy. So you're not 100% fucked. There's nothing you can do about it if you get one of those conditions. You still can work with it and, and get, you know, work to, to try and heal it. And, you know, completely discontinuing the anabolics is gonna be something that would be necessary for that. Um, but then there's a couple of drugs too that can help you not have your heart grow um, and, and help not have left ventricular hypertrophy happen. So Nibibol, um, tell me certain, there's a few others too. Um, but yeah, high dose use is definitely a reality for, you know, most of these guys, you know, just to answer the question, you know, you're saying, you know, it, is high dose good or bad or, 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 or what, you know, is, is it really what they're doing or is it just genetics? It, it's not genetics. They are using high dose, you know, the doses that you see everybody on the internet using and then posting what they look like. Um, you know, that's not what these guys are using. Yes, these guys have better bodybuilding genetics than the guys you see on the internet for the most part, but um, the, you just have to keep very basic, okay? And, and, and don't let yourself get into these uh, mind-spinning things where someone can start twisting you, you up with, with your mind, okay? Um, look at the body. Is that a body that is using a lot of drugs or is it not? Because it's going to tell you. If, if, you, really, if, if you really can't though, then you should come hang out with me or something. <laughs> I can teach you. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can go watching together, you know, we can sit outside a gym or something. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I think I'm gonna get to one more question here. Because my, my phone that's recording this right now is low battery. Um, okay, Absolute says, is Anavar safe to run year round at 50 milligrams a day? Um, it's not gonna kill you. I can tell you that. Most people could get away with that a year on 50 milligrams of Anavar. Um, it certainly wouldn't kill them. Um, but that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea because it, it's, for, for one thing, it's going to make your cholesterol bad. And if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates and you're um, eating a lot of food of your veins, and when the veins have that inflammation inside of them, um, the cholesterol sticks to it and forms a plaque, which then shortens or um, it decreases the circumference of the, the flowing space inside the vein for blood and everything. Um, so, so, you know, that's what's happening when you have a bad cholesterol and you're eating a lot of carbohydrates. Uh, so doing that all year 
you know, taking Anovar is going to kill your cholesterol. And then you probably want to get bigger and be strong. So you're eating carbohydrates too. Um, that Does that sound like a good thing to do? Not at all. Yeah, you, you know, uh, you know, especially when, you know, again, we're talking about what is the thing, what's the killer for bodybuilders, it's their hearts. So, no, you don't want to use orals year round because for one thing, it's just putting a stress on your liver and, and it adds up after months. It's not a bad, you know, an extreme stress or anything like that, but it's, your liver is just not going to be 100% happy, okay? And then on top of that, you're, you're stimulating this really bad cholesterol, which all oral steroids do that. The only one that doesn't is uh, proviron because uh, it's a different, chem- different chemical structure. Um, and, 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 then, and then being like, okay, well, now year-round, I'm going to have this thing happening where, you know, I'm potentially narrowing my veins and arteries. It, it, that's not a good idea. So, so that, that's the reason why, uh, like I say, you know, testosterone is really good if you're going to run high doses and you, you want to get big because testosterone in most people does not do bad cholesterol. It, it does not have a liver stress. Uh, it, does, it doesn't have these uh, toxicity problems. That's a natural hormone. You're just on a really high, you just have really high levels of it. Uh, but it's not an inherently toxic uh, chemical. Um, so it's very good. It's it's cheap. It works. It makes you bigger and stronger. Um, and, and it's healthiest. It's the healthiest one. Um, and then the, the next lowest risk ones are DECA, uh, Primobolin, uh, Equipoise. And, uh, and, and Mastron's okay too. Um, and th- those ones will make your cholesterol a little worse, but usually you can fix it if you take like two or three tablespoons of psyllium husk fiber per day um, and, and do cardio for an hour a day. Uh, so so those, those do kind of have like a, a negative effect on cholesterol. And, and then, you know, when you eat a lot of glucose, it causes inflammation in the veins and the cholesterol sticks to the veins. Um, so, so they do cause some bad cholesterol, those other injectables, but it's nowhere near the amount that the orals do where it's like, okay, well, there's nothing you can do about this. Like you just have a bad cholesterol and you have to deal with this right now. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't support any orals being used year round, but if a person was using like 500 milligrams testosterone, 500 milligrams DECA and they just never came off they would be you know if that started as a normal healthy person he wouldn't be having acute damage to his health during that like you could take his blood work at any time during the cycle and it would look okay um, the, the only, now you're, you're kind of, it's, it's like, okay, now you don't have any more toxic chemicals in your system, but now you're talking about, you know, getting big, using chemicals that help you get big, um, and have growth effects. So you, you could kind of still worry, you know, about, about your organs a little bit. And, and then, you know, like the, the side effects of being really big, which, you know, having a, a heavier BMI, a larger BMI is associated with increased mortality. So the bigger you get the more increased chance there is for uh, dying. Um, it doesn't matter if it's muscle or fat or whatever. Um, but yeah, you, you, you know, so if you do, this, this is the reason why test DECA, growth hormone, insulin, this is the, that's the most popular thing that's going on right now as far as, as uh, and, and has been for a long time, as far as, 
like what what bodybuilders do in the off season, what powerlifters do in the off season, et cetera. Uh, I, I mean, this that's it's tried and true. It's been that way since fifties, sixties, seventies, long time. Um, yeah, that's why I think about that. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today, guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, get back on here soon and talk to you again. Um, if you want to do, if you want to chat with me on the phone, 60 minute, uh, phone call consult, you can inquire about that at steroidspodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Um, and then also I do private, uh, one month daily text messaging, um, with people. So if you want to, if you're interested in that too, um, email me at steroidspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to pick up your copy of Ultimate Guide to Roids. The number one ebook on bodybuilding. Not walking on eggshells to not offend. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the keys to the Lamborghini. It's a crime. This information has been suppressed for this long. Ultimate Guide to Roids, you can find that on my website, bodybuilderinthailand.com. There's also a website for this podcast with like more detailed rundown on the episodes called steroidspodcast.com. See you guys next time.